Uh, so we got a little uh, Dan Karpik, who does great, great work, betql.com. The app, it's all same stuff. You can go on the app, go on the website, whatever you want to do. Presented this to us, and I actually think it's, I like it. The three-leg parlay in the NBA that I actually tailed tonight. It's the Kings to beat the Thunder, the Mavs to beat the Pacers, and the Clippers to beat the Timberwolves at plus 224. Now, if you follow Dan's work, really good at NBA props, too. Great stuff. He's a big-time analytics guy. Um, we actually should have him on at some point. Dan's really smart. But uh, It's TNT. You going to the game? Yeah. yeah. See, this is what I've noticed real quick, too. We can't figure out the TVs unless Trista's in here. Yeah. You're the only one that can seem to get it right. We can't do it. They don't listen. The remotes don't listen. <laughs> we got all these beautiful TVs in front of us, and they don't listen to us. They only listen to you. Mm. I, I went NBA TV, then I was searching on League Pass, and then TNT <laughs> didn't enter <laughs> the rotunda in you my You got to do the voice thing yeah. where you say Dude. NBA, and then it works. A NBA. That's, yeah, that's the only true. way. It's the only way. You have to literally just tell the TV what you're looking for. It's it's the best It's the best approach. Let's just put it that way. So Kings, Mavs, Clippers, all to win at plus 204. Kings, Kings Mavs, Mavs, Clippers. Clippers. All to win, plus 204. Mavs play Pacers. Now it was plus 224, so it went down a little bit when yeah. I got it. But they so got Kings, it at plus 224. Kings, Mavs, Clippers. I don't yeah. hate that at all. Kings, it would be Kings beat the Thunder. Mavs beat the Pacers, or sorry, yeah, Mavs beat the Pacers and Clippers beat the Timberwolves. So they're all they're all yes. reasonable bets, and getting that yes. plus money, yes. um, pretty good. Yeah, you, you really like, like the Kings tonight? I do. No Shea Gilders Alexander. That makes me like yeah. him OKC even more though. You well, know, it moved this, from this four and a half move. to two and a half. You, you know, I love when he does this. You know how the, the NBA is though when is the stars thing. are out. It's just oh. yeah, but De'Aaron De De Fox is out too, most likely. Mm. They just beat. They just played two days ago. They though, did in OKC. They did. You're not worried about that? I'm not. Tough to beat a team twice in three days? It's uh, not not unbelievable. I think they are punting <laughs> not on unbelievable. this game. You're not worried at the fact that Kyrie and Luka have yet to win a game with each other? No, they're one and three. Are they? Who they They're beat? one and three. They beat the Spurs, who had lost 16 straight. They don't even so, count yeah. that. Yep. Might Doesn't as well really have beaten Queen College Does as far as I'm concerned. Well, they might be the same team <laughs> at this point. This is one of my favorite things you do. We were watching Thursday Night Football. You and I were doing the show. And it was when it was that awful game where Nick Foles was starting for the Colts. Yep. And everybody was fading the Colts, and you were like, "Nope, I'm going the other way." I'm They're a down half time, and you were like, "I'm doubling down." And then they lost by like thirty. That's what I do. It was the best. It was just, and you were so. Like, I told you not to do this. It's like when I tell Ryan to stop betting on the Wizards. <laughs> One out of ten times, they don't let you down, and he keeps doing it to himself. I'm a contrarian. I love people, but I hate the public. I, <laughs> I like fading them. I like betting against them, and, uh, you know, that's the way it'll be. For so the you're not in on future. Kings, Mavs, Clippers, then, because you're fading the Kings. That is correct. Okay. Are you really fading the Kings? I'm or are you just sus, sus on the Kings. Careful. Uh, no, I like the Kings a lot. Are you just sus tonight? Uh, yes. Yeah, Did you tonight. officially take OKC? Did not. Okay, so you're not on the Thunder. Correct. You're just not. You're just uh, not on I, I the. I just games. have so much money invested in a golf and college basketball this <laughs> yeah. time of the year that there's really not enough. I to get go that. Around, you know what I mean? I get that. Queens College and the Arnold Palmer opener. <laughs> Nick, we really need Queens College. Yeah. We really Queens College, do. man. I got a lot of we right really Queens do. College, man. But yeah, I like. Okay, they're just so good against the spread. I mean, when they're underdogs, like how can you not take them? And I get they can cover and not win. Yeah. But I just. I don't know, Trista. I don't know. Yes, it's just Trista kinda, and me on this one, then. Kind of like... I mean, wait, PJ wait. wants to be a contrarian. Yeah, I do. Fair enough. So, if what would be the game that would make you the most nervous? Uh, probably the Kings. Yeah, yeah it would be the Kings. Yeah, it probably would be. Probably the Kings. Yeah, that's fair. Just because of all the things that you said, really. And yeah, this could it, be like a... I gotta say, the Clippers could be sneaky, too, because they played that double OT game against the Kings. They had one in Denver the other night in altitude, right? Now yep. you come home. 
letdown spot, a maybe. A little bit, possibly. But Minnesota hasn't been great. Like, they're not they're not figuring their things out mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. They're still trying to work on what Mike Conley's sure. going to be. Look, I trust you guys in the NBA. I'm just trying to cover all our bases here. That's, you know what listen, I mean? You're just doing your Doing, I'm your doing due the diligence. due diligence. And that's, so when that's people lock this bet in, they feel good about it. They feel it. like everything's been covered. Everything's well, listen, you're getting plus money on it for, I mean, I know it's three. It's a three-leg money line parlay, but still, like, it's, there's there's going to be one risk. In, in every parlay, right, and I can't, and we all know this, how many Ooh, times have we gone down to the point where one leg hasn't hit? The live total like in this Iowa game is 171 and a half. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I, I did not see Iowa scoring 47 points away from home. No, but, not in the first half. But you never know. Like, if you do a little quick math school, it's only, it's only like one fifty something, right? Mm-hmm. If you were to double it, so, so I don't know why it's one seventy one and a half, and it's actually juiced to the over minus one twenty. I'm not really sure. They figure probably Indiana's going to make a comeback, and then there'll be the foul game at the end a little bit, you know. And I would actually play the under one seventy one and a half. Yeah, I would agree with you. I would agree. I like the second half under quite a bit. Yeah. This is the things I love doing, like in March and March Madness. Totals in the first half, when they go way under, you bet the second half over. And when they go way over in the first half, you bet the second half yeah, under. Yeah, I like that. It is a cash cow. It is fantastic. What was love. The th- what was the thing you brought up earlier to us? Oh, yes. So I was thinking about this the other day. and I, I think, think it's, it's a great question. I think it's something interesting because I think you ask 10 different people, it's going to be 5 and 5. Would you rather, if you had your choice, to be at the Damian it's Lillard game? not Wednesday, game? you can't say would you rather. That's true. Come on, PJ. Oh, you know the rules. Yeah. To, uh, yeah, I don't know anything that rhymes with two <laughs> sets. Would you... Let me get a thesaurus real quick here. And... The Damian Lillard game where he drops 71 mm-hmm. or the Clippers-Kings game. If you had a choice to be at a game like Clippers-Kings or to see a performance like Dame 71, which one would you rather be For at? me, as a Blazer fan, it would be Dame 71. Yeah, sure. Just because... Now he has more 60-point games than almost any player besides Wilt in history, yeah. right? He's just on another level as a Blazer fan to see them. Obviously, playing against Houston, not great. But for him to do all the things that he did, it would probably be that. It's close, though, for me because that Clippers, Clippers-Kings game is the best game I've ever, regular season game I've ever seen. It was that good. 176 to 175 is tough to beat <laughs> as a game. And, like... I understand, like, there's an extra layer for you being a Blazers fan and being a Dame fan. Yeah. So I think that adds a little something extra to you as a fan. I went back and forth on this, and I, because, look, it's legendary to be able to say, I watched Dame or I watched Donovan Mitchell or, of course, you know, years ago, Devin Booker put up 70. But it's now gotten to the point where it's more common to see guys put up 60 points. 70 points in an NBA game, then you have 176-175. To watch the second highest scoring game in NBA history, where you're getting multiple incredible performances from stars out there, not just are stars, but also are lights out, unconscious, playing the best basketball they've ever played in a game that's the second highest scoring game in NBA history. And it's going to be so back and forth, and it's just everybody's, it's almost like everybody's playing a notch below what Dame did by himself. Right. So I would lean, even though I wouldn't complain if I was a part either one of these games sit in the stands. Doesn't matter. You get to see either one. It's historic no matter what. I'd lean, though, towards a game that is the second highest scoring game in NBA history. You know what's funny, though? If you ask me that question for, like, baseball, would I rather see a no-hitter or a perfect game, or would I rather see a crazy, like, 15-inning game that's going back and forth and all these crazy... It would, no question, be the no-hitter. Would it be the no-hitter or the per- the perfect game? difference now. No it, hitters happen. No, all there the definitely time. is. I still think a no hitter, just to say that you've you've been to one. Mm-hmm. I think would be cool. Even the one that was a combined no hitter. 
Th those do have a little less, uh, little less flair to them. You know what I mean? Those feel like, watered down. That I is went a to that good one. Point, Tristan. That I went to the point. Mets game that was the combined no hitter last year, and you kind of start to lose track. Like you see zero up on the scoreboard, but at the same time, you're like, this oh is the third God. pitcher that's out there. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good point you make. Yes, maybe it's got to be like the starting pitcher for yeah. it. Yeah, for it to like a traditional no hitter. Exactly. So no hitter wouldn't even have to just be perfect game for you. Then it would have to. It, it could be no hitter, and you'd I be okay so. with that. I think, so. I think there's something to be said for a long 15 inning baseball game, where it can be back and forth, but it can also be back and forth with no scoring. Like having an, a, a double overtime game that ends 176, 175. You saw a ton of scoring, and that's like the ultimate back and forth, where you got to appreciate the minutia of the little things in baseball to really appreciate a 15. Because you're not getting scoring in every inning. It's just usually very rarely happens. So let me ask you, would you rather go on a Scherzer's 20-strikeout game or the Jason Worth walk-off against the Cardinals? Oh, the Jason Worth, Jason Worth right. walk-off. Really? Yes, yes. I, I will never forget that moment. Um, it's like, to me, I think one of the coolest moments, one of the most unique moments that I got to see in person was Steven Strasburg's debut mm. in D.C. because mm. of all the hype. And then the 16-strikeouts, the, the seven straight Pirates. And it just, it was such a unique performance surrounding somebody that had all of this hype around him but I would still rather see a moment that's you know like the Jason Worth walk-off a, a big playoff moment that's you know this etched, it's etched in your mind that's etched in Nationals history that's true is that the best game you've ever been to in your life which one the Nationals or uh, the oh sorry I was thinking of a Worth home run game of was the Strasburg like his debut I mean just because it was so unique I've been to been fortunate enough to go to a lot of games that are, you know, back and forth in their own right. But in terms of something that's memorable for a team, like that to me has just always stood out, even more than some of the playoff games that I went to for the Nats. Because as you know, a lot of playoff games, especially early on, uh, there were sometimes one and done. Yeah, it's, you know, so there was there was a lot of sadness early on, and we haven't had any Wizards uh, playoff games or anything along that line, and very much lately. So yeah, I, I would say that would probably be because it's just so unique. It, that is That's unique. one of those unique moments. What about you, Trista? What's your favorite? Second and 26 has to be up there. Uh, Yes, that was big. Game 7 of the World Series, uh, Nats-Astros. Oh, Nats-Astros. Uh, in Houston. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, very, like, very tight the first few innings. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it just breaks open. And you're like, oh, yeah, like, this is night-night sleep mask where mm -hmm. I got a, a rally quesadilla. It was like one of those things, right? It's Patrick Corbin. He's, like, still Patrick Corbin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was electric. That that World Series, I went to every game. I uh, covered it. It was it was really the height of baseball for me. Yes. That was really, yeah, really that was fun. A great